promoting the March Madness show. And we're going to get into uh, Duke, North Carolina, because I, obviously everybody knows I hate Duke. And you love Duke because you're a big Duke fan. So we're going to get into that because it is March Madness, and we're going to talk about that bum that is Zion. I mean, that future dominant player that is Zion Williamson. So, yeah, we're getting into that as well. Some NBA stuff. Uh, could could the fake number two be coming back to San Antonio? That's something we're going to have to discuss on this uh, all new episode of the Radar Sportscast. I am the Radar Sports Star Rudy Campos Jr. I am joined, as always, by my best friend on podcasting, my best friend in – it's one of the Carolinas. I think it's North Carolina, or is it South Carolina? It is North Carolina. South Carolina, Carolina. might be a little too uh, – Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything about South Carolina. No. But yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to hear the words North Carolina come out of a dookie's mouth. So I am joined uh, by the Rambassador himself, Giovanni, Mr. Gio. Are you doing okay, man? Has you have you had a tough week or something? Uh, no. I mean, Duke did beat uh, North Carolina, so I feel pretty good. And um, but you, you won know, by one point, Gio. One fucking point. Listen, that was it. It just proves that if Zion Williams was in those games, that Duke would take care of business. But he was out, so no, it doesn't. Played, it does not prove that at all. It one hundred percent proves that you guys won because we didn't have our best player. It's simple as that. Well, last I checked, it's a team sport, and you had three of the top what? Well, actually, the top three recruits listen. were yeah, McDonald Americans and the top recruits <laughs> in America all went to Duke. So how can one player? Make that much of a difference, and actually, he didn't make that much of a difference. At wow, all. he did not. You <laughs> of course Rudy would me. be saying he didn't make a difference. Of course Rudy would. We had Roy Williams fucked up the end of the game. He didn't call the timeout like he should have. He had two timeouts, but not only that. Yeah, it, there's no way Zion was made that much of a difference. They won the game by one point. If they win the game by ten, I would even say by seven. Then I, I would say okay, okay. Duke's back, you know, Zion made the difference. But it well, listen, more. I'm not saying that, you know, North Carolina's chopped liver, you know, or some sloppy Joe. They're a good basketball team. But but I believe deep down where the sun doesn't shine, <laughs> that Duke oh <laughs> is a better basketball team than North Carolina. Yeah, coming coming from the school that, that rapes women in lacrosse, that's, that's a, wait that's a, a good wait, comment. You, you really going to go there? You're really good. The, the only thing you have on Carolina is that we have dumb athletes and they can't take a test. <laughs> That's it. We didn't go out and rape anybody or anything like that. So, oh, well, yeah. Rudy, wasn't that happened? Didn't we come clean on that? And there were actually no charges filed. Yeah, because when you have money, you can buy whatever you want. You Speaking of that, uh, you, you can buy a free uh, ride to college, right, Rudy? <laughs> oh yeah, that was a that was a big thing outside of sports. We have uh, what was it Aunt Becky from Full House? Yes, deciding to pay for her daughter's way to get into a school, which pisses me off because I could I got offers to go into schools, but I never took them. But the one school I wanted to go to, the Stairway to Heaven, that is Chapel Hill, I could not get in there. So I wonder if I slipped, you know, five hundred bucks or a thousand dollars, if I was able to get into North Carolina. That would have been awesome, but yeah, that that was amusing. I, that's almost—I mean, you're gonna go to jail for putting your daughter through fucking college. Well, Rudy, I mean, to be honest, I 
I think in the back of our mind, we're not really surprised by this. I mean, we probably figured some of this was going kind of on. We probably didn't really talk about it much. But now that this comes to light, Rudy, I'm pretty sure other people have been doing this, Rudy. You know, beyond the 50 people in this dumbass case, there's probably a lot of other people, more than what we think, that are doing this. These rich kids are kind of getting a pass here. And the schools, Rudy, you know, this ain't no damn community college. I mean, this is Yale, Harvard. These are big-time schools. Wasn't USC one of them? Yeah. And Georgetown. So the parents have to be penalized. Should the (laughs) kids be penalized? Listen, I understand if they don't understand the dude. They do exactly know what was happening. <laughs> but was it? I think I saw one of the stories was it was it was uh, Aunt Becky's daughter found out that she got caught going into college because she was the one that was going to USC. She found out while she was on the president's boat, the USC president's boat. Yeah. Or something the like yacht. that. Yeah, the yacht. yacht. Yeah. Wow. What a way to find out when you're, you know, when you're probably slurping the USC president's dong. <laughs> Well, on his yacht, so apparently Rudy, his <laughs> two daughters, one of them agreed to do it, the other one didn't. She didn't want to be a part of it. So really, the kids they they know what was going up. They knew what was going on, and unfortunately they got caught. And this guy's been paid Rudy twenty five million dollars throughout the what past seventy years. That's a lot of money, man, just to get some dumbass yeah. kids into colleges. Yeah, wow. So we're basically what we're saying is DJ Tanner got in, Stephanie Tanner didn't get in, and uh, <laughs> Michelle Tanner, both of them are just billionaires before well, they turned the age of ten. What I also didn't like, their mugshot wasn't released. Yeah, we uh we need to really find those mugshots because I would love to see Aunt Becky's face plastered on our website, uh, and our Facebook page and Twitter. Hey, pages listen, also. if Jussie, if his freaking was all over the place. And also, R. Kelly, a.k.a. Joe's favorite, had a ton of mug shots. We need to make sure that these people had their mug shots plastered. Yeah, exactly. And I, who would you take? Was it, what was the best mug shot you think? And we'll get into sports in a second here, but you've got Jesse Smollett, Jesse Smollett, R. Kelly, and <laughs> Bill Cosby. Whose mug shot was the best? <laughs> I mean, it was funny because I, if I remember, I like Bill Cosby's because he was giving us that yeah. pudding pop face. Bro, I'm gonna go with Bill Cosby, and yeah. uh, that that's probably my favorite one. And you know, it kind of sucks for Bill because he just talked too much during that trial. He talked too much beforehand and got his ass in trouble. He just would have just shut up. Um, but the problem was also Rudy. There were so many people accusing him that. The you know they had to do something about this guy, so they put him yeah. in prison. Yeah, I'm just glad he got caught. I'm glad you know, uh, you know it's kind of weird because when Bill Cosby got busted, everybody else started coming out, and he saw all these directors and everything else. Well, Rudy, going my thing is also that. you know some of these guys like the guy from that show on Netflix. I think his name was Kevin Spacey. He yeah. got caught. Uh, I'm not sure if he went to trial. There's a lot of guys in Hollywood. Was For some Kevin's, reason, Rudy, Hollywood has been a big. Was it, Sorry. Wasn't Kevin Spacey? It was a woman, but wasn't there a man that also accused him? Or am I? Yeah. No, I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking of Dwight Howard, right? Well, that well, that's another <laughs> that's yeah, another Dwight story Howard. for a different day. But yeah, you know, <laughs> a lot of people in Hollywood, Rudy, have have molested children and done all sorts of crazy shit. I mean, Elvis went out with a 14 year old. Yeah, Priscilla and, Presley was. Yeah, and. How can we forget about that uh, that one director in the 80s? And he dated his 
his adopted daughter. And what was his name again? Um, uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's another one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it happened a lot. It did. Yeah, but yeah. unfortunately, some of our minorities have been getting caught red-handed and kind of been pressing the press. But hey, you know what? It is what yeah. it is. Yeah, I know, I know. And I heard a lot of stuff about this Levy Netherland about Michael Jackson. I've yet to see it. <laughs> I'm actually really scared to see this because. I know Michael Jackson is a sorry son of a bitch. I know he is. I just don't want to see this thing because it would probably piss me off. And as it is, I like a few Michael Jackson songs, so I don't want to. I totally agree with Rudy. I haven't seen this one. I did see the other one that came out like 20 and like uh, probably like a good five, seven years ago. Um, And listen, I mean, the FBI was watching him for a long time. You know, Rudy, there's a lot of people who think he didn't do it. He did do it. Um, I'm going to say this. So some of the conversation he had in that prior interview, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable where he said he yeah. wants to sleep with kids with milk and cookies. Ugh. It just yeah. it just doesn't it just doesn't look right, Michael. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when um, you're a kid, the only thing with milk and cookies that needs to be combined with is Santa Claus. Yeah, and it. also money was involved, too. And those earlier cases in the 90s, they got money from him several times. So... You know, it's a big, nasty thing, and unfortunately, it's really hurt his image. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely has. And speaking of guys that didn't do it, um, I'm gonna get into a quick NBA talk here, and this is something that uh, we're gonna talk because it is it is more NBA style now, and then we have March Madness, so we've got college ball. We'll get into, like I said, that losers on Williamson in a minute, but the NBA, I. I, I like to make people think when I talk sports and stuff. Some, you know, a lot of times I like to make people think. So Here we go. last week it was the last show. You know, I made you think about um, what was I can't even remember now. I, I had so long of a day. I can't. I think remember. you said about LeBron getting traded. Oh yeah, LeBron being traded. That came out obviously. Now, this is something that I haven't seen anywhere, but it made me think about something here. Kawhi Leonard, and I mentioned his name because he is the fake number two. But I'm going to mention his name. Kawhi Leonard right now. He, I told you last week, he is the best player in basketball right now, hands down. Giannis ain't nothing. James Harden ain't nothing. LeBron James sucks. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in basketball, the best all-around player in basketball. Now, he's been, you know, rumored, obviously, to go to L.A., and he's also been rumored to say he doesn't want to play with LeBron in L.A. like with the Lakers. So everybody's assuming that he goes back to the Clippers. Now, you also have Team USA coming up here pretty soon. Obviously, I think in the summer, they all come together and they're going to have some kind of practices, obviously. They probably would get together this summer, I believe. I I don't know why, Gio, but if you're a free agent and you're a big-time free agent, you expect all, what, all 32 NBA teams to, 30, 32 NBA teams to give you a call. You're the top free agent of this class. You expect the Spurs to give him a call. The obviously thing is that it's probably like a 0.1% chance that he comes back. But if he looks at the roster that the Spurs currently have, isn't that one of the best fits for him overall to come back to San Antonio? I think so. I mean, listen, at this point, I think the bridge is burnt. But... If you are Spurs management, do you reach out to Kawhi Leonard as he becomes a free agent? Does the Spurs come in and say, you know what? 
let's you know put out some fillers out there and see if potentially uh, if he does want to come back to San Antonio. Because if he does want to come back to San Antonio, I think <laughs> this is going to be part of one of the more remarkable off seasons, even more remarkable than last season where the Spurs ended up trading him. If I'm the Spurs, I take a look. Um, but to bring him to San Antonio, to bring him back, I think it's going to take a big commitment from not just Kawhi Leonard, but also the entire team. Because what happened last year was really, really kind of an eye-opener. This never happens in San Antonio. You know, the Spurs are the model franchise in sports, and everything was done by the book. And last year was completely different. Kawhi Leonard did, didn't want to be in San Antonio. The Spurs trade him. And for him to come back to San Antonio, I think uh, – you know, people are going to have a lot of mixed emotions. But like you said, Rudy, he's probably the second best, the best all-around player in the NBA. If they add that to the misc with, you know, the team that they have now, potentially if the Golden State Warriors, if, if they falter and Kevin Durant leaves, now you, there's an opportunity in the West to have a team that say, you know what, man, we get Kawhi Leonard in here. We can make a good run. But for the Spurs... I think it's going to take a lot for them to bring him back. Well, yeah, I know. I'm I'm not saying he's going to come back, but this yeah. is this is what I've been looking at because I'm I'm Mr. Conspiracy Theory on a lot of stuff, especially a lot of stuff in sports. <laughs> you you look at the season that the Spurs are having. You look at Coach Pop. Coach Pop is so nonchalant about uh, you know everything that the Spurs have done this year. He hasn't had the same fire. He hasn't had a you know, he, he just he just is a lot more calmer this year. If you look at it last year, every other year before that, he's pissed off at least most of the season. You know, he's fiery on the sidelines. If a person makes a mistake, he's on their ass. Last night just kind of threw me over the over the edge. Patty Mills. Um, I can't remember. It was towards the end of the fourth quarter. Oh, he fouled uh, one of the players and. Pop called him over, and you knew it was like, why the hell are you fouling this? You know, why are you fouling him? You don't need to foul. You're up by like seven points, eight points. No reason to foul. The game's almost over. Pop calls him over, talks to him. In past years, that's Pop berating a player guaranteed for that kind of fuck-up. Now, you, well, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Do you think he he's maybe mellowed down just because of the team he has, and he knows that it's not a championship caliber team that maybe he's like, you know what, maybe tone it down a bit just because, you know, this team, it's not a championship team and I don't have to really push certain buttons throughout the year. Do you think that maybe has something to do with it? Well, I'm going to ask you the question back. What I I'm a firm believer that this is not a championship team, but no, no, yeah, no, yeah. When, uh, when have you ever seen pop? Never. When well, have you ever seen Pop think, okay, I don't have a chance to win? No, I've never seen that ever in the entire history he's been coaching. Well, not that they don't have a chance to win, but you know, a, a team like Golden State that's so top heavy, and you know, for the Spurs to even beat the Warriors four times, I mean, it's it, it's going to take some extraordinary things to happen. I think oh, no, Pop no. also probably thinks, well, you know what? Maybe I am down towards the end of the line here in my career as a coach. And, you know, maybe it's time to maybe switch some things up. And, uh, you know, I, that's what I'm heading towards. The fact that the team isn't necessarily a championship team. I mean, at one point, Rudy, we went, what, one and seven? Yeah. On that rodeo road trip. And, you know, I think Pop maybe comes to close. You know, we're not a 
very good team and this is a team that I have and let's try to win as many games as possibly can. And maybe if I need to change my attitude a bit, um, you know, but like you said, you know, pop's never been that way, but you know, as he's nearing the end of his career, maybe we might see a different pop, man. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I just, I don't know. I've never, I've always thought, okay, this season I've, I've made the comment. I figured this is pops last year. It should be his last year. I'm one of the guys that have said that. I'm one of the guys that have believed that, that this should be Pops last year. The game has passed him by. I've made those comments. You know, I I admit, you know, maybe they were harsh at the beginning. But as I look at making those comments now, is it me thinking, did the game really just pop, uh, pass Pop by? Or is it the fact that he has to change his coaching style and be more of a player's coach now uh, because of the attitudes and stuff that the uh, NBA players currently have at this moment. I don't know. Um, well, he was fortunate to have Duncan, you know, Chernobyl, Tony Parker, three cornerstone players that were never about me, me, me. It was always about the team. So, you know, not having those three guys in that locker room anymore, the team has really changed. And, you know, Aldridge is not the leader of Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? Like some of the guys, you know, or leaders to a certain extent, but those three guys in that locker room have helped Pop a lot. Now they don't have that there, and maybe Pop's like, you know what, maybe I don't need to be a damn bitch every five minutes, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I get that, but I, I think, too, I, I like the fact that, I don't know, it just has a, it has a, a CIA Pop mentality this season. <laughs> so, yeah, don't, I, I expect the Spurs to call Uncle Dennis and ask him, you know, what's up with Kawhi? Because think about it. Golden State's going to implode this year. They're not going to They're not gonna have everybody back after this season. I think Kevin Durant leaves. I think Klay Thompson probably bo- boogies out. And even at that, I'm not sure if even Draymond is on the team next year. Obviously, we saw Steve Kerr make that uh, comment. If you can read lips, he said, I'm so tired of Draymond's shit. Yeah. So, you know, Denver's a young team. Houston is apparently good. I don't see it, but apparently they are. <laughs> Portland's a young team. Oklahoma City is garbage because all they have is Paul George. Russell what are you Westbrook. talking about, Rudy? Garbage. Dude, Russell Westbrook. The only way Russell Westbrook can make it on a highlight film now is by, you know, talking shit to a little kid or crying because somebody is talking shit to him from the fans. You know, that's no, all no, that, that, that had nothing to do with it, Rudy. Come on. What is well, two, two for 16 the other night shooting the ball? Well, Rudy, I mean, I mean, players have had bad shooting nights, and he's had bad shooting nights for his career. But I think Paul George coming in there has really balanced the team out. I think they're a team to be reckoned with, and I think they're not going to be a team that's just going to lie down, especially if they play a team like Houston in the first round or, you know, if they play, you know, the Warriors in the second round. I think they could be a formidable four. Now, I'm not saying they're going to get to the finals, but to call them trash, Rudy, I think that's a little... I don't... I mean, I don't buy... I don't buy the fact that they are that good of a team. Honestly, I really don't. I mean, I like Paul George. I like Steven Adams. If you're going to get the kind of performances that Russell Westbrook have been giving you, that's garbage, in my opinion. Like, really, really garbage, man. You know, you still have teams like Utah and Clippers. They're not going to go anywhere. I think the Spurs, if they keep playing this style of basketball and they keep winning, they can essentially get up to that number four position. You know, I'm not sure if that's the way you think on stuff too. 
about them getting up to the number four position. Um, you know, but again, you know, the West I think is still kind of wide open. Uh, I'm not really truly afraid of Golden State. We'll see what happens when the Spurs play Golden State this week. Uh, now we'll, we'll really get a see get a feel for how they do this week for sure. But speaking of you know this week, this week does start March Madness, and being a Carolina fan, a diehard Carolina fan, we do get a number one seed. Uh, you being a Duke fan, you get the number one overall seed. Woo. And yeah, before we get into uh, some March Madness talk. Uh, we're going to try to put on a uh, March Madness tournament for everybody. If you join, uh, we'll definitely give away a cash prize. Uh, that's that's a guarantee on my part. But I think if I was to look at the brackets, I have no problem anywhere with the brackets. Um, I think the committee got it right. I, I'm really excited about this week. And I just want to talk about one thing, and that's Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson. Now, I get that he's dominant. I had a uh, talk with a buddy of mine this past week, and it's kind of like I told you. Best case scenario, he's Carl Malone, which when I told him that, he said that I was stupid. And I said, worst case scenario, you know, I I really thought about it. And I think overall, I need to change it. Worst case scenario has to be Larry Johnson. You know, after looking at him play again, Larry Johnson has to be the worst case scenario for Zion Williamson. So Larry Johnson uh, did have, you know, his first few years in the league was fairly good, but then those knees started to really crumble, and then it really, it really hampered his career. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I just think Zion, because see, I even told him that guy is huge. He's gonna be leaping out of the building. He's got so much explosion. I feel that because of the weight, which Again, I was told I'm an idiot because he's not fat. He's all muscle. I don't give a <laughs> shit if you're all fat or if you're all muscle. When you have that kind of explosion, your knees are going to give out really, really fast. Really fast. I mean, there is yeah, no, no I mean, he, way. His yeah, explosiveness I mean, is pretty legit. And when you move up and down with that weight... Uh, I'm a little worried. Uh, I think he needs to slim down a little bit just because, you know, for a big guy, you know, muscle or fat or not, man, that's a lot of weight on your on your knees. On a guy who's still, what, is like 19 years old or something like that? I mean, he he's young, so. And he was telling me he's LeBron James, you know, well, look at his explosive when he came out. So, but he wasn't this big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron wasn't actually, he was pretty thin yeah. coming in. And then he bulked up in Miami a lot, but. But no, yeah, I mean, Zion needs to lose the weight, man, because I, I just find it hard to believe that in an 82 regular seasons, I mean, uh, games in a season, he can hold up. Yeah, there's, I don't think, and that was the other thing was I told him, I said, I doubt seriously that Zion holds up in an 82-game season. I and There's no way, man. There, if he keeps up with that kind of explosion and he's trying to, you know, throw the ball down with authority every single time. Oh man, I, 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 you know, he plays for Duke. I know he does. I hate that school with the passion. Of course. But, 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 give me the benefit of the doubt here. He, he's looking at like a nine year NBA career before he gets that, that major ACL tear or something. He needs to, he needs to play smarter and not the way he's playing now. He needs to develop 
that 18 to 19 foot jumper, use the explosiveness when you have to. But you don't have to see in the NBA, you don't have to be explosive. It's good for a little while. Sean Kemp can attest to that. It's good for a little while. But if you want to have a nice long NBA career and you want to be one of the best, you have to play at a normal pace. You got to play at your pace. And I know he's explosive. I know he wants to dunk the ball. I know all of that. But in the NBA, the guys are bigger. They don't really give a shit because they're being paid a lot of money. So if you get injured, F it. You get injured. You're going to see Twitter blow up. LeBron James, oh, you know, prayers for Zion. Out of prayers for Zion. Kyrie, prayers for Zion. Whatever. But in the back of their mind, they're thinking, good thing because I don't have to put up with this guy. I don't have to deal with this dude. That's every NBA player's mentality. Yeah, you know, he... He's very athletic, and he reminds me a little bit of Blake Griffin. He came in the league. He's dunking all the time, high-flying. But Blake has changed his game because he's figured out, listen, you can't keep up that athleticism for a long time. You're going to have to have a game for yourself. Have that jump shot because once the dunks and the high-flying, once that leaves, that's it, man. And that's a short NBA career. So uh, I'm sure hopefully he gets with a team that can really help his jump shot, really get him to grow. Because he's he's not going to be able to just use you know his high flying for a long time. It may work for a few years, but after that, the NBA has proven you're not going to last in this league. Yeah, you're not. You're not. And that's where I think he needs to really be smart about his NBA career. I hope he really does have a good NBA career because if you if you look at former Duke players, they really haven't had great NBA careers. Let's be honest. They are all Duke is all hype. And no bite when they. Well, get I mean, it. listen. Uh, Come on, you can't. Obviously, you some of their players have not panned out. I mean, Grant Hill did have some really bad injuries, but he was on his way to becoming a a really really good player in the league. Um, Elton Brand was a decent player in the NBA. I, I think he made a few All Star teams. Kyrie Irving has played. You know, he's done yeah. very well. I think Kyrie yeah. is the best Duke player to come out. Period. Um, yeah. Though Jason Williams, man, really, really good, but he got into that car accident. Um, yeah. That really ended his career. You know, Christian Lehner was an okay NBA player. <laughs> Lehner sucked uh, bad. Lehner was an all college player. Yeah. He's, and then Bobby Hurley had some injuries. Well, Bobby Hurley had that crash. Um, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, saying. So there's I, been some players with some, with some bad injuries that really, you know. I just don't think Bobby Hurley would have made it in the NBA. I, I don't know. I just I don't think he ever would have made it in the NBA. The only player outside of Kyrie Irving who I can look back on uh, is Grant Hill. For Grant for you know for granted, obviously I'm saying granted, granted. Uh, Grant Hill would have been a really good NBA player. Would they have been the goat? Hell no, because the goat came out of the big old ball sack that is North Carolina. So <laughs> North Carolina could. And this is, this is the last segment of the night. You being a Duke fan, me being a Carolina fan, it is March Madness. You cannot put your best five players out on the court, former Duke players, and say they would beat Carolina's best five. There is no Well, Ca- Carolina's had the better NBA pros. I mean, obviously, they've had James Worthy. They've had Rasheed Wallace. They have Jerry Stackhouse. I mean, they've had some some really good very good players to come out. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, Duke's best top five, obviously, Grant Hill um, at point guards, you know, it's a little bit difficult. Well, 
that's probably Kyrie at point, though he's also a shooting guard as well. Yeah. Um, you know, Christian Leitner. I mean, you yeah. throw a Zion Williamson in there. Probably over Elton Brand. Um, wow. Because okay. those are probably the two bigs that... Or you can... Yeah, hell yeah, because Sheldon... Sheldon Williams is not. <laughs> no, fucking locked. <laughs> the only good thing that Sheldon Williams ever did was bang Candace Parker. Well, then was... he divorced her, too, which didn't no, make any it, sense. That's the stupid thing, but he's got a kid <laughs> with her, so he can see her for, what, 18 years? Yeah, but... Um... I, w- I would say that if I had to go with Duke's top five, you're giving me Kyrie Irving at the one, Redick at the two, yeah. Hill at the three, Williamson at the four, and Leitner at the five. This is all based off college career. Yeah, yeah. This isn't the NBA career. This is just no, 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 no. This straight is straight up college. college. And I'm thinking for Carolina, I mean, you know, point guard, you can go any way. But I don't know, man, because point guard situation, man, it, it's tough for me. I would almost have to say maybe a Raymond Felton at point, just the way he ran uh, yeah. the team. During that title run, two guard is obviously MJ. The three, give me the. See, this is where it gets tough because I can go either Vince Carter or I can go Jerry Stackhouse. Out of the two, uh, Stackhouse probably had the more, probably the more developed game out of the two when they yeah. were in college. So we're going with a uh, Felton. We're going with Jordan. We're going with Stackhouse. My big man, I. I have to take Brad Doherty. There's no way. And that's a oh, four. Yeah. I've got to take big game, James. So those five on, on paper, my weakness is going to be the point guard spot. But I can move Felton over to to Redick and they can, he can try to guard him. Jordan will shut down Kyrie, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, yeah, give me North Carolina winning well, you, one So college, like Jordan 20. would shut down Kyrie? I think so, yeah. Jordan is one of the... Best defenders in the NBA. Well, well, remember, remember that this is college, Dover. This is the college. You're right. This is college. So <laughs> this if, is the okay. College well, mic. if we're talking college, then okay, I would still take Jordan. And I would still put him on Kyrie. Yeah, but I mean Obviously. to say to shut him down, I think you know that's it would be a hell of a scoring matchup. College Jordan, prime. Okay, prime college Jordan and prime college Kyrie. Even though he was there for a year, <laughs> I would. I would that would be a hell of a matchup, a one-on-one matchup. I, I would pay to see that kind of matchup for sure. <laughs> yeah, and and I think Carolina would probably win, but I think Duke, you know, Grant Hill is a very good player in college. I I, I think Duke will hold their own, possibly. But I still got Carolina winning one twenty-two to twenty-seven. I think. That's what I think. <laughs> so yeah, with that being said, um, we've got March Madness coming up. I'll try to get that bracket going. Uh, before the uh, start of the games here. And we talked basketball. We talked uh, Kawhi Leonard. We've got a lot more to talk about, which we're going to save for the next show. We had a bunch of, uh, not NBA, NFL trades and, you know, moving's going on. So Oh, yeah. I definitely got to get into that NFL talk. Uh, we'll probably put up a part two of this episode. Uh, just nothing but NFL talk. So for right now, this is the NBA talk. This is March Madness. Gio, let everybody know where they can find you because uh, I am sure that everybody is looking for you because I've got something on my end uh, end over here that I'm going to share before we get 
you know, before we let everybody out. Yo, well, you're a pretty freaky guy, so you always have some type of <laughs> no, shirts. no, no. And we'll get to uh, <laughs> we'll get to tales of the sunshine state on the next episode here. So, but yeah, go to give them uh, where they can reach you at. We reach me at Coach uh, Geo Fifty Six on Twitter. Uh, I've been tweeting a lot more, and also you can also catch me on the Radar Sportscast and also on any of the shows um, on the Two Shots Network. Besides baseball, I'm not the biggest baseball person, but um, you can catch me on the shows. Cool, man. Cool. And yeah, I'm a Rudy Compushing, the Radar Sports star. I am not, I don't consider myself the host. I consider myself a co host with Gio on the Radar Sportscast. This is our show. And Gio, I want to congratulate you because you got a retweet of our last episode from Bertha Ellington at Bertha E. <laughs> L L I N G T one three. Well, she. I'm gonna just. I'm reading it out. Yeah. The yeah. very first thing that's on her Twitter page is a pin tweet that says, "I love you, sugar. Check out my bio." Obviously, this chick is a bot. <laughs> Obviously, she's about porn and all that stuff. The top of her. The top of her uh, headline says, "I want to fuck." Click on the link. You yeah, well, So I'm just <laughs> glad that Bertha is pretending to listen to the rated R sportscast. So Bertha, if you are listening, we Thank are you. noticing, we are noticing that you are retweeting <laughs> the rated R sportscast. And it's funny because it wasn't my end, my Cochino end. It was Gino's uh, Cochino side that she retweeted Gio's, you know, listen to the Gino's, radar sportscast. So what's strange about that, Rudy, <laughs> is I didn't see that right away. I was off Twitter for a few days and I went in and I saw, and I'm like, who is this person? And I click and I started looking and it's talking about, hey, big daddy and all. She posted up a bunch of porn bot shit, whatever the hell it is. And it's just really interesting to see how the hell, you know, you came across because I don't watch any porn on Twitter, contrary to the belief that you may think, but I do not. Everybody watches porn, porn on Twitter. So I'm just very confused on how that even happened. But hey, at least we're reaching a different type of audience, Rudy. Exactly. We're reaching the audience we want to reach because porn stars get a lot of followers, but she hasn't really gotten too many followers, but hey, she did retweet. So we appreciate you. If you do listen to it, great. You might be a big old fat guy, you know, butt naked in a chair, just pretending to be Bertha Ellington. It doesn't matter. You listen and you retweeted. I love it. So Bertha Ellington, whoever you are, thank you very, very much. Like I said, I am the Rated R Sports Star. Rudy Campos Jr. This is the Rated R Sportscast. You can find me at Rated underscore R podcast and the twitter page is the radar sportscast again as always we are a part of the two shots network that is ran by the boss joe garcia we appreciate everything that he does also you can find painting corners podcast with austin hartsfield on the network as well as the guys from live at the 815 cold st vincent and the guys they have a ton of fun they they do something that i like that i i would love love to have thought of and that's the myspace top eight so be sure to check them out so for this episode, the Radar Sportscast, I'm Lee Campbell Jr. For Giovanni, Coach Gio, the Rambassador, we will see y'all next time. Later, guys.